Hey everybody and welcome to Fighting Films, a podcast where three friends pit two films against one another that are similar to us in some way. Maybe they have very similar plots, maybe they share the same directors and themes, maybe they are just an adaptation of a famous novel, or maybe there is just some personal reason for one, each, or all of us. Either way, the discussion will be fun, so let's get those films fighting. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris. With me is show creator, stat person, fun fact generator, and critical aggregate, Stefan. Stefan, say hey to everybody. Hi, everybody. And happy uh, Easter for those who celebrate. It's when we're recording it. Awesome. Yeah, we are, we are filled with candy. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, social media guru, theme creator, and the person who keeps Stefan and I organized and on track. Hey, Jess, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Happy uh, Bunny Day to everyone. So, as Chris said, I am the social media guru, as they have dubbed me. Um, You can find us on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, and Patreon at Fighting Films Pod or Fighting Films Podcast. And we do have a lovely Patreon in case you like our show and want to support us like our friends Karen and Brandt have. Um, They have decided to start at our highest current tier. Eventually, we'll be opening up a couple more. But right now, our highest tier is $10 per month. It is our welterweight. And you get patron-only access to behind-the-scenes content, a sneak peek into new shows and content, a patron shout-out, and you get one episode theme choice. You you pick the theme, we'll pick the movies. Uh, at $5 a month, we've got our lightweight tier, um, where you get the sneak peek into new shows, patron-only access, and a shout-out. And then if you just find some change in your couch and want to toss it our way, you can do a dollar per month, and that just gets you the early access to new shows. Either way, you're showing some love, and we love you back for it. We do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jess. And um, this episode was uh, previously recorded as an episode of Shooting the Shit, the show that birthed the Fighting Films podcast, but we never released it. Stefan, why don't you tell us what two movies we were talking about on this episode? We discussed Tremors and Eight-Legged Freaks, and Jess, this was the uh, first episode you were a part of. Yes. This episode, as we are recording it on the final days of 2020, is brought to you by the COVID-19 vaccine. Give it to me already. I want to go outside. (laughs) 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 Please, just IV right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway... Anyway, with that, we are welcoming a special guest, um, someone who actually was the inspiration and idea for the Halloween episode of The Witches and Hocus Pocus that Stefan and I did recently, actually recorded on Halloween. Jesse, please introduce yourself to the interwebs. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Jess Sylvester. I'm a self-named cinephile. I have over 250 DVDs in my collection, and I am a also self-proclaimed creepy girl. Let's do this. Yes, I saw your creepy girl post earlier today. I liked that. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, for the holidays, one of my favorite gifts I got was the Ah Real Monsters uh, series on DVD. And my son said to me, you know, I think this would be better for Halloween. And I, I said, son, come over here. I, I need to tell you, mom is a creepy girl. So she likes skulls 
and horror movies and creepy stuff all year long. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's all I got to say. That's you're why here I love, to yeah. that. That's, that's why I love that there's more and more Christmas time scary movies that are being made because it makes me so happy. Yes. Then we don't have to, you know, explain why we're watching, you know, why are you watching this gore fest on Christmas Day? Tis the season, my friends. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah, I just I uh, I got to watch the 2019 version of Black Christmas and completely loved it. I'm about to own it. Same. Like it was so good. I watched the original and was less than elated. Um, so I, uh, I'm very happy with the 2019 version. Yeah. I, I haven't seen, I saw the two, because th- there's been a 2006 and a 2019. Was there one in between as well? No. This 79 no. one. Do you know, as we, cause obviously, you know, black Christmas, the original has its, um, place in the canon of, you know, being, you know, slasher movie number zero to a lot of people and yada, yada, and this and that. But it's directed by the guy who made a Christmas story. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so <laughs> weird, in my opinion. And I mean, it's kinda... it is out in uh, history, you know, or uh, horror history as, you know, the call is coming from inside the house. Yep, yep. Yeah, it definitely has its place in the pantheon, but it is not um it is not a film that holds up by any no. by any stretch no. of the imagination. No. And I and I love how both of the two thousands versions tried to update it and give characters more um agency and you know, and um I've heard nothing but great things about the twenty nineteen one, so I can't wait to yeah. see it. I, I, mean, I, I have I, yet I, to see the two thousand six version, but I'm excited. It's 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 not that good. I told her. Like, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't say your hopes too high. It tried. It tried. It did. It, it, do, it does have some cool death scenes. I will give it that. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, but there's mm-hmm. a reason they did the 2019 one so close. Yeah. It's just like, we need to do this again. <laughs> I, I really like the twist it took. Yeah, me too. Yes. From yes. what I've heard. Sorry. Oh, man. And so Sophia Takal is, you know, proving herself to be great. Cool. Well, with that, you know, we have some creepy movies or some some monster creature features to discuss. We're doing eight-legged freaks and tremors on this episode of Fighting Films. Yay. And and guest gets to go first. God, I, I'm so happy we did this because I haven't I've I watch Tremors all the time. It's my wife's favorite movie. Um <laughs> but it, mostly because she saw it because Reba McIntyre was in it and then went, wow, this is awesome. And it just became like this favorite thing. But uh, I hadn't seen Eight-Legged Freak since I saw it in theaters. I saw it three times in the theater wow. in 2002. Wow. Um, it's one of those like it just hit at the right time for me. And it's like the thing you bring your friends to, like, you know, hey, let's let's get kind of drunk and go to the movies, you know, <laughs> and you go and watch this like and and I had a lot of fun with it back then. And so I'm really happy to revisit with you guys. So with that, Jess, um, tell us about Eight Legged Freaks. So Eight Legged Freaks uh, debuted in 2002. It's PG-13. Uh, it stars David Arquette and Carrie Wurrer, uh, Scott Tara, and a very young Scarlett Johansson and uh, Matt Sushre, um, who you might remember from Gilmore Girls fame as Logan. Um, yes. 
Anyway, I did not see this movie until, was it earlier this year or last year that we watched it, Stefan? It it was definitely last year because it was after it was after we saw David Arquette in person, right? Yes, we did yeah. get to go see David Arquette and meet him, and he's a pretty fun, cool guy. Um, we got to see him at the New Hope Cinema Grill, which is one of my favorite places, and they have my favorite dessert ever. So you know, I it was I, brought back because of her. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I saw their menu and I was like, hey, you know, where's this dessert that you guys have had since I was 12 years old when you had a location in Edina that are now down to one location in New Hope? And they're like, oh, well, we don't have it anymore. And I'm like, oh, that's horrible. It's my favorite. I don't, I get it every time I come here. And uh, the manager there actually... Like, she told me how to make it, and I'm like, oh, well, that'll probably never happen. And she actually went next door and grabbed a couple of chocolate bars, and they made one especially for me, which was amazing customer service. Um, But I posted online that they had stopped making it, and people were like, what? They stopped making it? End of the world? That was our favorite thing? Da-da-da-da-da. And now it's back on the menu. (laughs) That's awesome. There you go. Is this place is this place still around? Um, hope is it surviving COVID? Um, I have not seen anything about it. I am hoping and praying because um, I just I really love it. I love the concept of it. It just sounds right up my alley. That's why. Yeah, they they were they were still open. I know, even into COVID at some point. I mean, I assume they are. I haven't checked. I guess temporarily closed it says mm. uh, cinema grill is closed during the mn pause we will open again as it is safe to do so um and i know they're often hiring for like ticket sales and i'm like i want to work there it's like a half hour away but i want to work there so i just i love it there it's like restaurant meets movie theater it's again one of my favorite places um but I've gotten to meet a few celebrities there. Uh, like, um, have you heard of Broken Lizard, Chris? <laughs> I will take that as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to think of my favorite Broken Lizard quote to come out with, and I'm drawing a lot. <laughs> Nobody ever expects the fun, police. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my favorite Broken Lizard film is The Slam and Salmon. It's one of their lesser known ones, but I yep. just working in service industry, I love it. Um and a few years ago they were doing a tour for Super Troopers 2 and I got to meet um three of the guys from Broken Lizard and I got them to autograph that, but then Eric Stolhansky, who is from here, Rabbit in Super Troopers yep. had to go off and do some interviews at another place. So I've been trying to track him and Jay Chandraksar. I think that's how you say it. Um, Better than I could have done. <laughs> and I, I might be a syllable off. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm trying to, I was trying to track down those two. And uh, Eric Stolhansky was actually going to make an appearance probably like six months after that one 
um, at New Hope Cinema Grill. And so I got to meet him there. I got pictures taken with him. I actually got, I was sitting at the table like next to his wife and she and I got chatting. And so it was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love those guys. They they just seem like just legit, just geeky, fun. Like it just makes me happy. I, I, I watch yeah. anything they make, even the stuff that's not as good. I'll watch anything they make. Oh my gosh, have you seen Club Dead? Club Dread's my favorite. Yes. I really yes. like that movie too. It's, 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 it's so terrible, it's, but it's, it's so it, exactly that, that mm-hmm. it, it's it's my favorite because you know I, I it, it came out when I was in college and it was one of those movies that like brought to your college to show you like they wanted to try it out on the college kids because oh. they figured weed. And I remember watching it with a group of people and everyone hated it. And I was like, just giddy. Like this movie gets <laughs> me. Like I, I like when, when, when the villain won't die to the point where they cut him in half and his legs are still chasing them. And I'm like, this is perfect. Like, or, 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 or the Pac-Man maze. And yes. switch, and I'm just like, this is so freaking <laughs> funny. I don't, I don't know. I, I that movie cracks me. A large portion of that because of um, uh, rest in peace. There, oh man, from Aliens and Titanic and all those James Cameron movies. Um, I feel Bill terrible. Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah, yeah, just showing up and being like 100 percent ready for improv. Like he was right. just incredible in that. Paxton passed away. He did. He did. Yeah. He had a heart attack. Like three year, uh, three or twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It was really yeah. sad. I did not know that. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. It was like the day before they did the in memoriam for the Oscars, and like yep. so he didn't he didn't appear. Jennifer Aniston did give him a shout out though when she introduced them. Oh, but, good. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I guess I suppose we won't get him confused with uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Pullman and Kevin Bacon. Everyone always seemed in a blockbuster. Those were the big three. You know that movie with Kevin Bacon. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you mean Bill Pullman. No, no, the one, <laughs> the one with Will Smith where he's the president. Yeah, no, that's that's Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any anyway. I, I don't know. Um, Kevin Bacon can't be confused with those guys. I am. I don't. But, I don't. So yeah. I, I don't. I don't builds. see it. But that was that was the one the customers always seem to confuse all the time. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, rounding back to Eight Legged Free. Yeah, rounding back to the Spider <laughs> movie. <laughs> Tangents so, are normal on this show. <laughs> um, I had not seen it for a while. Um, and actually, Stefan and I were talking about doing a fighting films for a while and uh he wanted to do tremors because it's one of his favorite movies and you know i'm like great and um i forget what the other one was that you mentioned before eight-legged freaks oh uh arachnophobia that's Uh, chris's idea oh okay yeah um but then we got to talking more about you know, eight-legged freaks and so i'm actually about to own this one as well but what i said yay (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah just you know keep adding to the dvd collection i know i can stream it but i like the box art me too um (laughs) for sure so i i re-watched it last night and it 
it's definitely funnier than arachnophobia and the yeah. most dramatic spiders I have ever seen. They all make noise when they get hit and jump around and all that. And, you know, honestly, if you pay attention in the first 10 minutes, you can just, you know, calm down throughout the rest of the film. You know, it's mm -hmm. nothing that you have to be intense about. I mean, they explain everything in the first 10 minutes and you can just kick back, enjoy it throughout the rest. Um, but I just, it still had the... Uh, the edge to it that it's still spiders and I'm I might have slight arachnophobia like out in the wild cool a spider you know I've picked up daddy long legs before no problem but if you're in my house and you drop down in front of me I'm gonna look like a ninja fighting the invisible man like it's <laughs> Mm -hmm. No, thank you. <laughs> so I think everyone has arachnophobia to some extent. It's like human nature. It's like biological. Yeah. Like, you know, if it's you're the extra like, legs. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I'm okay with centipedes. I actually think hmm. centipedes are kind of pretty. Interesting. Um, yeah. Like earwigs kind of creep me out. I think centipedes are really pretty. I saw a huge one back when I lived in Bloomington and I took a picture of it because like there's a black stripe that went all the way around the legs and it was just it was really cool. Um, but spiders, I just I don't know if it's the pinchers on the front or what. Um, like you watch arachnophobia and that movie is going to give you creeps. Like, yeah, ar arachnophobia actually unsettles me to this day. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, and again, that's a PG rated movie. I think it would be PG 13 now, but it was oh, yeah. a PG rated movie at the time. And it's fairly bloodless, just like Eight Legged Freaks and Tremors. All three of these movies are fairly bloodless. There's a little, but I, I would something... say Tremors, I would say Tremors has a lot of gore, but not like a lot of human gore. Right. The, that makes this, sense. Yeah. The diff big difference with arachnophobia and eight legged freaks is there's something about tiny spiders mm -hmm. killing people yes. that's really unsettling. The idea, like uh, eight legged freaks, has one scene where the guy sucks the spiders through the hose that I oh. still go, nope, nope, mm -hmm. can't can't do this. <laughs> but everything else is just okay. This is just fun. You know what I mean? It's it's all pretty creepy, and the spiders do some violent things, but it's a lot of fun. Oh um, my gosh, that scene with the spiders through the hose, I totally oh, forgot about oh, it. And yeah. you, know, you, could see, you could see something coming through the hose, and I thought it was just going to be one big one. But then, like, he opens his mouth, and the legs come out, and I'm just like, oh, I knew it was coming, but that's still so gross. But yeah. then it's not one, not two, not three, five. Five right. spiders come out, and it's right. just like, <laughs> so i just oh that one was definitely a... yeah the the bits in arachnophobia where where there were like corpses with spiders walking out of them and stuff there's just something not right and i think that's why this is a much better pair up with tremors than arachnophobia even though the genres are very similar is is Ara and they, and they came out the same year yeah ar arachnophobia it, yeah. is more of a more of a i don't know it's more like of it, it's a little more horror and in these these two are a lot more like 
Arachnophobia isn't trying to be like a B movie. Arachnophobia yeah. is trying yeah. to be like a funny horror movie. Right. These are both trying to be B movies, and that's what I love about them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, every time arachnophobia comes up, like I still mention and I still get like a lot of hits where people are like, oh, you know, I still check my shoes to to this day. I still check lamps. I still check the shower, et cetera, That's That is a long-lasting, scare mm-hmm. movie. Cereal boxes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that happened to my mom with a, with a bee. She stuck mm-hmm. her, her foot in a... In her um, sandal one summer, and there was a bee in there. She got, she didn't get the venom, didn't go in, but she got pricked. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, Eight Legged Freaks, um, we have a day bed in our living room, and like, you know, I was sticking my foot over the edge, and then like, I realized my foot was over the edge, and I'm just like, I'm just going to pull my foot back. <laughs> up. Because although this movie is campy and ridiculous, it's still spiders, and they mm-hmm. could come out underneath the daybed, and that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that that you know, feet hanging over your bed is a legitimate fear, even without spiders, which I kind of have sometimes too. It's like you know, with me being so tall, it's kind of hard to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah. hard to avoid. I gotta yeah. get California King. Um, well, with me being a foot shorter than you, it's pretty easy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, I agree with everything you say. And I just I just rewatched both of them today, actually, before this. And yeah, I mean, Eight Legged Freaks definitely does feel like like a lot uh, campier. Yep. And, you know, especially one thing is just it's just like when you when you listen to like the noises the yes. spiders make they literally <laughs> and there were there were human voice actors to make those noises <laughs> yeah, I if you look at a cast surprised. list there are three of them one of them is the uh kevin kevin michael richardson i think was his name he was uh he does voice work for like american dad um nice. yeah so i'm like oh him um oh and jesse and, and the cast list you forgot to mention a uh, dougie doug Yes. I don't oh think my he, gosh! How could yeah. I forget? He was the best part of the movie. I he really totally, is. I forget he was a thing. I always remember him. Have you Have you both seen that darn cat? The remake. Yes. Yep. Yes. Not the yeah, remake. It, I saw like the 1960s version with with a uh, Haley Mills. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that one. The remake has a uh, him and Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of Christina Ricci when she was like going through her transition phase like figuring out where she, you know, like kind of becoming an adult actress, figuring out, you know, like where she was going to go at this point. It was a it, little closer to Casper. Yeah. She, she it kept was doing, was, uh, she kept yeah. doing movies like Casper and that darn cat. And then she would do like, you know, Buffalo 66. You'd be like, what? The opposite of sex and, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which, oh, yeah, a highly, highly underrated movie, Prozac Nation. Yep. It's so good. So good. Do not listen to the reviews. It is so good. So good. Oh, what was that, Stefan? What? Uh, Prozac Nation. No, don't listen to the reviews. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's, yeah, it's, it's very good. I recommend it. And, um, but anyways, yeah. And, you know, it's. 
and it's one of those movies. So, okay. Like I watched it and it really, I don't mean to like bring up tremors already, but it really compared to tremors. It feels a lot more dated and, and it's 12 years newer than tremors. That's, that's an interesting, if that point. makes sense. I, I think it's a little tremors, tremors really feels like, you know, a simple plot, you know, set in small town. Um, it's very I, 1990. It, it is, but it's more simple than eight legged freaks. Whereas, you know, um, eight legged freaks, they have a mall to run to and, you know, this mayor who is you know kind of an idiot and they've got you know bmx bikes and stuff like that whereas you know the town in tremors you know doesn't they've got you know this no big piece of machinery that they're trying to escape on and you know it just i can see how easily it would seem more dated um with you know, the mall and the neon and the logos and all of that. No, it's, and a, some of, it's a very good point, I guess. Yeah, and, and, and I think like a little bit of the, um, uh, I mean, it relies a lot more heavily on CGI. Yeah. Which, uh, eight-legged freaks, which some of it's great. Some of it which, is great. I was going to say, yeah. you know, my, my favorite thing, and I, I don't want to uh, dive into the, the thoughts I do at the end, but just to speak on the CGI for a minute, there's, there's two types of four types of CGI in the world, really. There's there's CGI that you could have done easy more easily with a puppet, which this movie does a good mix of both. I, I feel for a movie that was mm-hmm. so CGI heavy, especially in 2002. There's CGI that you use that you do a terrible job of making it interact with your characters, and so it feels cheaper. Like the the early Harry Potter movies make this mistake where they do a CGI character interacting with a character that's a person, but then they make the person CGI when they interact with it and it looks really bad. Um, <laughs> and and then they, you know, you get CGI that looks incredible, but then doesn't interact well. And then you get CGI that looks incredible and interacts well. And Eight-Legged Freaks, for having very dated CGI, they did a really good job of making it feel like it was there and interacting with everything. Oh yeah. When yeah. when it has to like drag someone off a bike, they did an actual pratfall with that person falling off the bike and the digital spider was there so it feels like the spider did something to them. When um whenever Wait, you there's mean so they don't look like the rock in the mummy three. Exactly. <laughs> the mummy two, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um oops. No, no, no. It's But like, you know, and I love that. That was the old, you know, that's why Jurassic Park for having very dated CGI still looks so damn good because they did such a good job of making the things interact with the landscape and the human characters. And I feel like yeah. Eight-Legged Freaks, because I'm watching it today and going, wow, like I know that this CGI looks like a bad video game cutscene in comparison to, but I actually feel like those spiders are there. Like when that mm-hmm. spider crawls into Scarlett Johansson's bedroom, oh. it's creepy looking mm. as shit. And when it yeah. starts weaving, that, that my, the weaving stuff was my favorite because it was so silly and yet so scary all at the same time when yes. people were getting wrapped yes. up. Yeah, I'm like, this sure. is wonderful because it's a practical effect, mm-hmm. you know? And um, 
I don't know. The the movie just has a both movies that we're talking about here just have a hell of a lot of fun with their with their creatures. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say something that I feel, even though I love it, is very unnecessary. And I'm glad they don't do jokes like this anymore within the movie and just at the beginning. It's when the spider gets the cat in the drywall. Yes. And it's leaving like Looney Tunes impressions yeah, of the cat. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little much, but they never do it again. So I'm like, okay, you can do that just here. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Well, but what's like, funny is they actually um, included like cat doing kung fu. Yeah. During that. It was so mm-hmm. ridiculous. I was hooting with laughter i was whooping i was like oh man i hope i don't wake my son up upstairs but oh my (laughs) word this is hilarious another thing that just because because i really like david arquette um i've always liked david arquette yes yeah why why is it it, why is it that in scream in this they chose because it works great in both but like in in this movie, David Arquette is supposed to be, you know, this like rough and tumble, fly off the handle asshole, you know, the like left the town. And we see him punch out a guy once. And for the rest of the movie, he's like the softest, sweetest, like goofy, nerdy, like can't get out of his own way guy. Well, because he's trying to get the sheriff. But I love how right. he can play that character convincingly yeah. and not have it feel mm-hmm. like you know, you showed up to play a role and didn't really know what it was. Like he plays both of those people. Like you can, you can see, I can believe that David Arquette could punch Wade out, but also kind of be like this, like kind of goofy, like trip over himself. Doesn't really know what to do around the ladies kind of guy at the same time. And I, I enjoy that about him. Yes. Yeah. And, and Jess, would you agree that David Arquette was his hottest in this movie? Um, I, he, he was pretty damn attractive, although I liked his facial hair. I, you know, yes. I do. Yes, that joke. I agree. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you look like, you look like a stripper's crotch. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> there, um, I, I actually today found on YouTube the deleted scenes for this, oh. and it explained a little further why he shaved his beard why midway through. to me? Oh, sorry. Uh, so there was a scene. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to say that, um, they they uh, so there was a, on the scene when he picks up the kid. Which, by the way, I'm like stranger danger at that scene. <laughs> like, it's, holy it's crap! Like, town. everybody knows each other. But that's that's when but he's a ghost. New arrival. The fifties. Yeah, I know. Well, apparently he's been gone for 10 years and this kid is like 8 to 10 so there should be stranger danger but because it's such a small town there's not and his mom's the sheriff so right the um uh and the the actor who played that boy by the way was 14 when he filmed this if you can believe that he god that kid was hitting puberty really late i know i know uh so anyways the the uh, the deleted scene is where so like they're driving and he's like talking about I, I guess maybe he re- he might have recognized him. He's like, yeah, so so my mom, you know, you should just take it slow with my mom or something like that. And then he gets out of the car and he's like, but shave your beard. You look like one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, that's a bad thing. Like, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I was gonna say, that works for you, Stefan. 
<laughs> no, I'm like, no, because I noticed he shaved his beard. I'm like, why did you shave your beard midway through? You looked way better with it. Yeah, I do. Um, I do love the scene with the old guy that can barely hold the razor, though. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And oh, I, I always crack up just at the the part when like his friend gets like, you know, like tied tied with the web and the expression yeah. of just disgust on his face and how Dan just cracked up when we saw that. <laughs> like he cracked up at the scene. <laughs> and I just always, when I watch that today, I just cracked up. Yeah, actually I have to go back when you were talking about um, David Arquette and his hotness. I, I do have to disagree. I have a little bit of a soft spot for um... oh shoot, what was it? Uh, um, sorry, one moment. Oh, it's okay. No worries. Is it the wrestling movie? It is. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, something yeah. about a belt. Um, ready to rumble. There Thank we go. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, ready to rumble. Um, I I used to be a really big wrestling fan, and every once in a while I'll catch a little bit and um actually my cousin has become a local wrestler here in the Twin Cities and through him I've met some local wrestlers who have now moved down to Florida and are working on AEW which is great for them I'm so happy um but I I really liked him in Ready to Rumble and I really liked his intense uh intense joy of wrestling and his passion for it and i just i thought he was kind of cute in that what an interesting passion yeah. project for an actor too when i heard he was making that and i'm like why is david arquette making a wrestling movie and i read into it and i'm like no he like legitimately was like no i want to make a wrestling movie mm-hmm. good for you dude mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually he does some wrestling on the side too he's wrestled here in minnesota a few times that's awesome yep he was doing a show right like right when we like after we saw him or before yeah up north yeah yeah he had just come into town he had the um new hope cinema grill um showing or you know, uh, Q and A and meet and greet, and then he had wrestling the next day. So it was it was pretty awesome. That was so great that we got to meet him and uh, he was and so Jesse. Nice. You, you can vouch how much I geeked out, right? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would have pictures with him, and there are pictures of you like stabbing him in the back, stabbing him in the back, like and scream, yeah. Well, and like he's acting too; he's not just standing there, like, yeah, okay, you stabbed me. He's like, ah, ah! So. yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Now I got to go back around to uh, you were talking about the part where the spider crawls into Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it still scares me till Mm -hmm. today. And I mean, I was 18. Oh, yeah, um, that that was just insane. Like that creeped me out really bad. Like I was just so grossed out by the thought of all of that webbing coming out. But then the part where. the kid tossed the scissors to David Arquette and like, as soon as he got it, like the spider like sent web and like um, pinned his hand against the wall. So he couldn't stab him with the scissors like that. Yeah. That's where it cracked for me. I laughed so hard. Um, 
So I just I thought it was really funny. It's it's a re- again this movie is a really great balance of creepy and funny. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Like that's it the yes. I, I think I think to the, the the late nineties early two thousands had movies like this. I think mm-hmm. after about Eight Legged Freaks, Deep Blue Sea, Anaconda. You know, these ones that kind of all came out within three or four years of each other. All of this stuff went straight to Sci-Fi Channel after this. And mm-hmm. the and again, the effects are dated, but the yeah. production values and budget and size and scope of both this movie and Tremors, you know, in, in you know, 12 years apart from each other, of course. But all of it's on screen like they mm-hmm. there's a lot of character to the spiders and the um like you said that scene with scarlett johansson isn't just you know the spider walks in and then we cut to her screaming and then they find her in the cave later you know all tied up there's yeah there's a like sam raimi level of playfulness about that scene it's it's you know a perpetual motion machine of stuff and you don't get that in too many creature features anymore where they, you know, you, you get an effect on screen and you let it do something and then you move the story along. And this movie, once the spiders grow big, the movie kind of doesn't stop after that. No, it, no. And, and, and I like that about it a lot. Well, and I, I really like that the, you know, 10 year old had all the knowledge of spiders. Yes. And, you know, at yeah. one point, David Arquette is like, listen to this kid. Seriously, listen to the kid. He knows what he's talking about. They're like, whatever. He's just a kid. No, listen to the kid. <laughs> I also I also love that the that the army shows up late and they show up because they listen to the conspiracy. Right. Yes. Radio show. yes. As, as I said, you know, Dougie Doug was the best part of this movie and I forget he's in it every time. And every time it opens on his face and I'm like, Oh, Dougie Doug. He's a perfect <laughs> bookend for the movie. too. I know. And I love, Oh, sorry. No, keep Wait. going, dude. You, you I, I love like the, the kind of, you know, like, Dare I say a little creepy final shot? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, it's, it's not. It's, it's not really super creepy or nefarious. It's just like, oh, they got gold. You know, cool. Well, it, it know, opens it's... like that too. Like it opens mm-hmm. on his face close up, and it kind of gives you that campfire vibe. Like you know, yes, ca- campfire. I like how you say that. Yeah. But then in the ending, they're doing the reverse of that, where they're you know, um coming down and bringing the light down and mm-hmm. bringing it out. And it's really a genius way to open and close the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I read today, we should have asked, I should have asked our kid about this when we saw him there. Uh, there was a sequel planned or it was an, at least announced in early 2003. Yeah. And the, the producer director and David Arquette were all signed on to return and then like nothing came of it that was all they did yeah which really you know i mean just you know just as well but you know still it would have been cool um yeah sometimes it bees like that right and i guess Um, you know when you know the movie does feel very like early 2000s like you say kind of in like i mean i guess every movie has like the styles mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, but, but this one some, a little more. Some are so. timeless. Some are timeless. Yeah. But this one, this one is is two thousand two 
winking at the 1950s and Tremors was 1990 winking at the 1950s. And each one has its mm-hmm. stylistic choices that make it so it couldn't exist anywhere but that era. But, um, you know, Tremors, uh, and you, we'll get into Tremors, but Eight-Legged Freaks, it just, it has a timeless quality of fun. Mm-hmm. And yes. and there's nothing like, I rem- I'm listening to this movie, watching this movie again, there's nothing really that I can remember stepping out as being altogether offensive about it either. No. Like, usually you have a character like Dougie Doug, and when it's not him, when it's somebody else, they play a stereotype. And mm-hmm. he's not. He's just having, no. a, I mean, he's a stereotype of a conspiracy theorist, but we all hate right. conspiracy theorists. So it's just kind of like that fun, winky, like tongue in cheek thing. But, um, you know, none of the normal stuff you'd get in like a Midwest set movie, like Tremors also makes it by doing this. There's no like politics outside of local town politics. You know, there's no mm-hmm. racism that I recall in either film, you know, outside of, you know, maybe a couple of cracks here and there. There's well, no I mean, there's um, one Asian guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk but, about but, him, but. but there's no like blatant, you know, even in a movie in 2002, you know, you'd expect the kids, the, the, the teenage like um, bike driving punks, you'd expect them to have like some scummy bad catchphrase or like, you know, I think the only <laughs> the, the only thing in the movie that was blatantly night to 2002 is a Lincoln park poster on a wall. Yeah. Um, I I wrote that. Yeah. I saw that. (laughs) I wrote that down. Um, And and to me, and to me, there's, you know, there's so many movies that don't, that don't succeed. And I mean, even the stuff with Scarlett Johansson and Brett, you know, with him being, you know, kind of like, you know, super touchy, you know, and all that. I was, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, they, the, it culminates in, you know, he kind of like, he kind of shows up and like shows that he's not a dick. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, so it's, yeah. it, it, it's nothing more than, and I won't say nothing more because, you know, rape culture and everything is a real thing, but it was just a teenage, you know, goof up in a movie that's trying to be like the 1950s style. Yeah. The guy tries to neck with his girlfriend in a car and she pushes him away and knees him in the nuts, but does it with a, you know, that he doesn't become toxic after that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have like a revenge story where he's running around trying to kill her. It's like, no, after that, yeah, I fucked up and now I'm going to try to save the day. Um, and I like that, especially with it being Logan, who is, just a scumbag. So I, I like I like seeing him have a little bit of a, a positive arc. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, uh, that's a great segue to one thing I did want to cover and what actually made me jump on Eight-Legged Freaks because um, Arachnophobia did not feel like it had enough, like, laughs or, you know, just it didn't feel like it could really hold up against Tremors. Mm-hmm. Um, it it felt too creepy, um, but one thing that really made me jump on eight legged freaks is the girl power in it. Like yes. girls mm-hmm. kick ass in this movie. Um, the sheriff is a woman and a single mother of two, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. you know our hero is trying to get up the nerve to ask her out, and at one point he's like, hey. Um, and she's like, let me guess, you want to ask me out, and the only time you haven't is because my husband was in the way, and da-da-da-da-da, is that about right? And he's like, uh, yeah, and she's like, okay, well, let's finish this up so we can go out on a date, and kisses him. 
I and love he's that. like, oh, that was easy. So that was fantastic. And then Scarlett Johansson, when her boyfriend starts getting handsy, stun guns him in the nutsack, the testicles. And yep. I'm, I'm sure she didn't aim there, but that's where it landed. And, you know, actually, I she took it a step further, and I love her so much more for this. She jacked his truck. Like, she, <laughs> they're, they're making out in the truck, and she's like, I'm not going to lose my virginity in the front of a truck. And he's like, oh, well, I've got a blanket in the back. And she's like, what? No. And stun guns him, knocks him out of the truck, and just takes off. And then as soon as she's out of there, like four or five giant spiders start coming up over the hill. Um, and then, again, we've touched on when she was in her room. You know, she just got back from taking a shower and she's in her room and she rips up this picture of her and Brett, her boyfriend. And this spider comes in and I really, really love that she doesn't just start screaming right away she's like okay i'm gonna take a minute i'm gonna see what this spider is going to do first and then once it's fully in her room and like notices her then she starts getting webbed and then she starts screaming you know she's 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 like okay let's see what it does nope you're gonna try and eat me we're gonna scream now and mm-hmm. it's just, it's really great. And as I said, you know, the sheriff is the single mother of two. And she's, you know, leading the town on fighting these mutant spiders. And, you know, and handing out all these guns and just taking out all these spiders one by one by one, which ooze green slime everywhere. It's great. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, the noises they make are hilarious. As I said, they're yes. the most dramatic spiders I have ever seen. Um, but yeah, the girl power in this movie is top notch. Yeah, all of the guys That's are definitely true. Are middling to dumb and kind of, kind of bumbling yeah i agree and, and and i like that because that's usually in especially in movies of this genre i wouldn't mm-hmm. say middling to dumb but they're there only to do things when the guys ask them to you know in in the 1950s movies and everything and in this it's no her deputy is a guy she literally has to go you know, get over here with all the weapons right now and can't like, well, why would you want me to do that? It's like, there is an emergency. Like yeah. you get the weapons and you come yeah. here, <laughs> you know? And, and I, and I like that, but they also write them all with story too. Like, you know, you, you get this strong woman character that isn't one note, you know, the, her, her husband walked out on her and she didn't sit around waiting for another guy to show up and save right. her. Like mm-hmm. he's there and she's, you know, going to have fun with that because, you know, obviously she was always attracted to this guy a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not like him showing up. If David Arquette didn't show up, she probably would have made it out of that. Okay. Yep. You know, yeah. he's, he still has a story arc of saving the town and, you know, finding the gold and, you know, screwing over Wade there. And um, blowing up the mines and whatnot. and, and like the she, shopping mall, my mall, mall yeah. <laughs> my mall, not my mall. <laughs> yeah, like she, I don't think would have knowledge of the mines, but like he stuck a pack of matches up there, and he's like, you know, when the power goes on, this is going to go boom. But so, by the way, the the engineer in me, 
<laughs> watching this movie now. And again, <laughs> suspending your disbelief in a movie where there's giant spiders. And I, I, I'm not this guy. This is nothing I write off movies about. But when I was in 2002, I never thought of this. I'm watching it today and going, if he pulls the cord on the dirt bike, that's going to ignite the spark plugs. And all of the methane is going to explode. Just don't think of that right now, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't don't think of that right now. It's fine because yeah. the matches in the light socket is a really cool idea. Yeah. Like so, I'm like that. That is really thoughtful filmmaking right there. Where it's like, how are they going to get out of this? That's cool. Well, you know? I really love that they added the whole smoking thing throughout the entire movie. Yes. Like Aunt Gladys quit smoking. It's a bad mm -hmm. habit. It's gross. Da da da. She gets out of this cocoon and the first thing she does is try to li light up a cigarette and he grabs the matches and that's where he get the gets the matches to put him in the light socket. And then like at the end she's like oh my gosh do you smoke? And a cop goes no. And she's like, good, good, don't. It's a gross habit. It causes explosions. And <laughs> it causes explosions. I love yeah. that line. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorites was uh, at the end where they were talking about, they were talking to the cop. The cop was like, oh, is there anything else? And they were like, oh, there were cocoons in the cave, but Aunt Gladys was the only one still alive. And the cop goes off and you can hear him off screen going, guys, we got cocoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love, it. I, I love I all the layers. They, whoever, who, you know, the, the screenplay to this, it's one of those movies where it doesn't have to be, because well, well written is not a word I'd use for a film in this genre at all, but it's cleverly written. It is like they yes. want, they want, they they didn't just go. We have CGI spiders throw a bunch of people on screen and have them do stuff. Like there's a there's an um, an efficiency and a movement to what they're putting on screen that you don't get necessarily out of a lot of silly movies like this you know that that put in the time to make you care about what someone's backstory is they all feel lived in like you believe these people live in this town there's not they don't feel like they're people on a set and tremors did the same thing all of them seem like they legitimately are there and aren't yeah. just be mm -hmm. playing a role in a movie and i i think that's one of the strongest things both of these movies have going for them actually yeah, yeah. One no, other I thing I, uh, I wanted to touch on is um, I read in the IMDb trivia, it's one of Ooh. my favorite places, um, that, uh, where is it, when the spiders are about to attack, there's like some version of the itty bitty spider yes. playing. And yeah. I I did not pick up on that during the film. And so I was really shocked. But um, at the ending, there's a really great um, version of the Itsy Bitsy Spider, which had uh, Joey Deluxe mm -hmm. um, singing this, like, three-verse rendition of uh, the Itsy Bitsy Spider that actually had, like a true blood feel to it like i it agree was deep, it was kind of creepy and it was the lyrics were creepy. pretty good mm -hmm. 
and yeah, it was just it was really interesting. I thought it was it was definitely a good like ending. It made me sit through the end credits. Same. I'm I'm so happy I'm with familiars on this one because I I saw this movie like opening weekend with my brother and we both loved it. We were like just giddy, mm-hmm. like this is great. And I took my group of friends senior year of high school to see it. And I'm loving it again. And the itsy bitsy spider thing rolls in the end credits. And I'm like, wasn't that awesome? They're like, that movie sucked. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like I walked away. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't your friends. They weren't your friends. <laughs> no, they still they're still very good friends, but it's that you know, high school, it's that high school, you know, um, oh, you know, I'm too cool this for is school. Too good. I'm too cool though. Yeah, yeah. And and like to me, I'm the guy that like, you know, I would pick the movies. So like that same week or two weeks was like we had this and like road to perdition. So they all like that one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? but they couldn't for handle them, I the guess. Cheesy, they couldn't handle the cheesy spider movie yeah. yeah i don't know i'm pretty notorious for liking bad movies so you got an good, ally in me a good bad movie is a great thing a, a bad a bad boring movie now well, that's an awful thing that's the uh, thing this movie knows exactly what it is there's no yes. fat to be trimmed like it just flies through what it wants to put on screen and this movie promised what? It promised spiders, and it gives you lots of spiders. You <laughs> spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was going to mention, uh, Stefan, you know, a good, bad movie. Uh, I don't think you'll sit through Santa Claus again, though. Which? Uh... Uh, that Santa Claus movie that I showed you with the giant eye and the devil. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there's there's a Santa Claus movie from the 1950s that I grew up watching and basically if you're bad you don't get a lump of coal at like um there's basically a demon trying to like make you be bad and steal stuff and this and that and uh Santa doesn't just have a naughty or nice list but he's got like this giant eye that he can see from his palace in space Oh my goodness. And he can see if you're bad or good. And like he doesn't have elves working in his workshop. He's got um, kids from different nations working in his workshop to make toys for their specific nations. And uh, yeah, I showed that to him. Oh and... my God, it's it's just called Santa Claus. Yep. And I showed that to Stefan and one of my other best friends, uh, Madonna, a couple years ago, and he will not sit through it again. <laughs> it was from it was like from Mexico, right? I don't remember. I think so. I know the little kids in it spoke Spanish. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it but, was it was certainly, you know, like a memorable film. It's, you know, not one I was. Watch it's, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's even even, you know, a bad movie. It's it's still a memory. It's still a memory. It's still an experience, you know, so unless if it like deeply offends me or disturbs me to the point of trauma, you know, it's all good. Eight legged freaks. Do we got some MVPs for that one, guys? Um, I I got to say my uh, I actually have two on this. Um. I did name an MVP in the first episode talking about Dougie Doug. I remember that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I got to give shout outs to uh, Scarlett Johansson 
as a teenager rocking the hurley and kicking uh, Matt Suchere's ass. And um, I also have to give big ups to the kid um, who had all the arachnid knowledge. Um, I forget his name in the film. Mike. Um, Mike? Yeah. Mike. Mike Parker. Scott Tara. Um, Yeah, who had, like, all the arachnid knowledge that he learned from the creepy, weird neighbor that your parents don't want you hanging out with. Um, But in learning all that information, he was able to help out and help save the town. Exactly. I, I love I love that they they played with that, you know, because the kids usually like the useless foil that like mm-hmm. is just and this kid instead was like the only one that really knew what was going on. And then it takes a childish um, childish. Uh, what's his name there? Wow. Uh, that's what I take for not uh, not reading things in a big David Arquette's I, character. David Arquette's character. Yeah. Who who has a who has a childish like man child sensibility. And I. I really liked it because this movie didn't come out in the era of that being a big thing where it's no. like, you know, the, the mm-hmm. heart of gold man child that's actually, you know, good. You know, this time period was the heart of gold man child. That's a piece of crap, you know, and he, he did a really good job of um, him and the kid of really like that. That relationship I felt was kind of cool in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, going off of that, I really liked that he wasn't trying to take power away from the uh, female sheriff. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I like that, you know, he wanted to help her and he wanted to fight by her side, but he wasn't trying to overpower her or anything like that. Definitely. What about you, Stefan? MVP? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I really agree with everything you said, Jess. Uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, the, the characters were kind of against the archetypes archetypes of the of the day and uh you know they they did what they had to do in the situation they were given i uh i'm gonna give you know agree all of those choices are are perfect you know uh god dougie doug was so great in this movie and (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i don't know if all three of us jess have you seen godzilla versus kong yet no. Well, if we're, if we're recording in an episode talking about big monsters, I'll just say when you see it, you're going to love a particular character that's fulfilling the Dougie Doug role in that movie. Okay. And it's a very similar kind of thing going on, and I loved it. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw the uh, I saw the Matthew Broderick, um, King Kong Godzilla oh, movie Godzilla. Was in hmm. theaters and I've been kind Yikes. of turned off since oh yeah don't Absolute, don't, don't do not let, let it do that it's yeah totally, it's a different canon completely this, this is not that movie at all but um, okay. but but when when or if you do um c- come back to me and Stefan and let us do because all I was thinking the whole time was oh my god this is the Dougie Doug character from eight-legged freaks <laughs> I never I never made that connection when I watched it but I, it made I me definitely so happy now. it made me so happy okay. <laughs> the conspiracy theorist that was kind of right i, I love yeah. that <laughs> all right 
Um, but I want to give MVP in this movie be, for me because it came and instead of doing a character, the the special effects department, and not to say that Eight Legged Freaks has incredible special effects. It 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 doesn't. It was very dated <laughs> CGI, but I feel that they did a really good mix of puppet work and CGI in this, and it was all believable. It might not have looked that realistic, but the interactions these spiders had with the people in the movie felt scary, and it felt like there was an impact in the, like, you know, the the jumping spider chase on the motorcycles, those jumping spiders do not look great, special effects-wise, but but when they hit those bikes and the bikes fall over and everything, it's like you can feel that impact, and it's like, that's impressive, and Mm -hmm. so for a, this is one of the last of the melding of that kind of stuff movies that had come out for a while and you know it was definitely made by someone that understood that the creature effects need to be effective they don't necessarily need to look incredible but they need to be effective um what did the critics think of this yeah so the critical consensus on this is a bit lower as expected it's 47 percent uh critical and then 32% 32% audience, but it should definitely be higher, I feel. I completely agree. It's interesting. I, I you know, I, I think this just came out at the wrong time. Um, yeah. Uh, there wasn't as big of a direct-to-video crowd, and so a movie like this getting a big theatrical release, like, you know, remember how ape shit everybody went over snakes on a plane? Like, I think if this had been advertised a little differently, it could have been that movie. I mean, yeah. the credit song in this is a creepy version of Itsy Bitsy Spider. This movie mm-hmm. has tongue firmly placed in its cheek, you know? Um, cool. I, you'd, you'd have to count me out of that, uh, that craze, though. I was not a big uh, run to the theaters for Snakes on a Plane person. I, I was out of curiosity. Um, yeah, the fact that Samuel L. Jackson was like, "No, you're going to change the title of this movie away from Snakes on a Plane." You know why people are showing up to this? I'll quit if you change the title. Right. Uh, I I saw it at midnight. You know, one of those like midnight screenings, and it was hilarious to see. Mm-hmm. It is a terrible movie, but it was. Yes, I saw it. I saw it opening night, and then went back uh, two more times to see it once yeah. with my mom. Yeah. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. It's not good, but I enjoy the hell out um, of it. I I love Samuel Jackson. I do. Um, much respect. I did not like this movie. I get it. I get it. Well, I, I love snakes. I really do. I ah. think they're beautiful. I love to hold them. I love to pet them. They're really cool creatures. I would have them if I didn't have to feed them frozen mice and rats. Um. But uh, people have told me, oh, my God, you got to see this movie. It's great. Da-da-da-da-da. And finally, there was one point where Stefan and my partner sat me down and they were like, we are watching this movie. And just during the movie, like, every time the snake would bite somebody, I cheered. Yeah. (laughs) About halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm just going to pause this and go put on my Slytherin gear. Um, this, this is just, I'm on the snake side, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't fault them for being mad. They're, you know, drugged. You yep. should pitch that for a uh, villain was right for an episode. Oh, I love it. I love it. 
Are oh, you, you, awesome. about, you know about that podcast, Chris? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's so fun. We do love Villain Was Right on this podcast. Hi, Craig. Yes. Hi, Rebecca. Oh, awesome. That's, see, that's what this podcasting thing is all about, is building each other up, man. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, Tremors, I... First of all, yeah, I'll just say Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah, I first saw that in theaters um, with my friend uh, Bob and really liked it at the time and then hadn't re- re- didn't rewatch it till, you know, after we saw David Arquette, which really I kind of surprised I waited that long because it is very good. Um, you did show it to me. Yeah, I mean, I just I kind of all of them. We watched most of them. Show your show you. Tremors. Oh no, I'm I'm talking about eight-legged freaks. Oh, sorry. Before, <laughs> yeah, that's no, okay. Um, uh, Tremors, though, yeah, I first saw it when I was uh, probably around ninety-six. I would say it was around. I was probably about eight or nine. I recommended it by my mother, no less. Nice. She really liked it too, and uh, we watched it. It was I was getting babysat by her long time family nanny uh christy who i really i really hope she listens to it I'll, i'm gonna send her this episode because she did not like this movie <laughs> so uh we you know we we watched it and yeah for her it was just kind of too gross i guess and uh but yeah so uh, anyways tremors yeah uh 1990 uh pg-13 amazing this movie has an amazing cast just amazing cast uh mm-hmm. kevin kevin bacon uh fred ward fred ward highly highly underrated actor highly oh, underrated yeah. actor and one thing i love about this movie okay the opening scene with kevin bacon and fred ward as their characters introduced you can just you immediately can tell that they've been friends for a long time like yeah. they, they yeah. just have such good chemistry. It's just like, like the way, the, like the the banter that they have is just so wonderful. And uh, and Kevin Bacon, funny enough, when he took this role, he thought of it as a career low. Ah. Yeah, he he literally collapsed in um uh in his in his wife's arm. Uh, I guess he was with Kira Sedgwick at the time, mm-hmm. and he literally. He literally was like, I'm doing a movie about fucking underground worms. <laughs> and he literally he literally was like just and really. And I mean, you know, the next year he did JFK and his career obviously really took off after that. Mm. So, I mean, it really it kind of dare I say this movie maybe revived his career. It definitely did. Yeah. yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. Uh, and then you have. um uh, Michael Gross as Bert, Bert Gummer. And then, uh, so Kevin Bacon is uh, uh, Earl Valentine. And then Fred Ward is, uh, God, why can't I remember his, uh, oh my God. Uh, oh, I can't remember his character's name. So I'm prepared. Chris, edit this part no, out, I, please. It's, yeah, I have it right here. Um, sorry. Movie, uh, movie. Earl Bass. Oh yeah, Earl, Earl, and oh, oh yeah, that yeah, oh yeah, Valentine. Yeah, I said Earl. No, Earl and Valentine. That's yeah, what I meant. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so um, 
and then Michael Gross playing like an iconic, iconic character, uh, Gummer, Burt Gummer, who he he uh, started filming this movie the day after filming the last episode of Family Ties. No shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Talk about a career transition. Uh, and, and, that, and the next 30 years of his life were written in stone for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, no, no major spoilers if you haven't seen the new Tremors movie, have you, Chris? Not yet, no. I've, I've okay. heard actually very good things. It, it is. It's kind of a shocking ending, though. I'm just going to say that. Cool, um, cool. Yeah, it's going to be interesting where they go after that. Uh, and so, and then obviously, uh, Reba McIntyre as his wife, Heather, in her film debut, just totally mm. ran- random casting. <laughs> just how, you know, how she, I, I don't even know how she got involved with this movie. She um, did great. She, she, she did do great. And, you know, Jess, let's talk about girl power too with her. Yeah. And then um, uh, Rhonda played by Finn Carter, who really didn't do much after this and recently has had some legal trouble unfortunately like credit card fraud and drug use um yeah yeah um she was also really great uh and then and then uh ariana richards best known as lex from jurassic park this was like one of her first movies uh and that's uh that's all really and then um victor wong who played Walter Chang, better known as the grandpa in the three ninja movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Light up the eyes, boys. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about good, bad movies. Those are something right there. Oh, yeah. I needed <laughs> yeah, Mega yeah. Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. And the movie, like, it just really, it's a very minimal setting. You know, I agree with you there, Jess, absolutely. But yeah. it kind of gives this sense of isolation. Like, you know, like they're on their own and they can't, and they do band together as a community, but obviously their resources are much more limited than what they had in Eight-Legged Freaks. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess kind of what I meant more by it is that like, that town is so simplistic. Like you can still find towns like that. You can still roll up to towns that have like, you know, six houses and a general store. Right. I think I had 14 people. I remember reading something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it, uh, and it utilizes a lot of practical effects and it shows. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love the buildup with this. Like first, you know, you see something's moving under the ground and, you know, like, when you see Rhonda get in her car and something just misses her. Mm-hmm. And then we see this thing, whatever it is, is attacking people. But you only see, you know, first like the worm. Or the, 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 the uh, worm tentacle, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Whatever was on the cover, you know, sucking them right. up, you know, which, which, by the way, there was a whole controversy about that. It's like, that's not the, that's not the grapoid. It's like, yeah, it is. It's the, the <laughs> mouth tentacle. I loved, I loved that. I loved how good the, because I was about six, seven years old when they were advertising <laughs> this. Oh, and I remember when I saw this movie, when I was, you know, six or seven or eight, whenever it came out on VHS the first time, this genuinely terrified me. I didn't get it was supposed to be a comedy. 
So <laughs> I loved being able to grow up and go back on it and get both sides of that because the the there's some genuinely distressing and disturbing shit that happens in this movie. Like if you if you don't look at it from like a tongue in cheek standpoint, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh. So I'm trying to kind of lost my train of thought there. So sorry, yeah, sorry about that, Stefan. No, it's, it's okay. No, it's okay. So yeah. Then you know we see. You know, like the the one has been pulled, you know, the, the car pulled off one of them. So then they know, OK, something's not right. You know, and then and then finally, you know, and it's about halfway through where we actually see the whole thing, maybe a little less than halfway through. But uh, but yeah, and it's and holy crap, is it does it look great? It it looks great and it's believable. It's believable, you know, whatever these things are. Yeah, um, it's, it's oh, yeah, suspenseful. And- yeah, I agree completely. Oh, yeah. And speaking of the cover art, this movie is a great tagline. Um, uh, uh, there's nothing new under the sun, but under the ground, dot, dot, dot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I love I love the use of the practical effects in this. And, and you know, mm-hmm. Eight-Legged, Eight-Legged Freaks also does did a good job of the buildup of we, you know, we see the spiders get bigger, but the movie kind of makes you wait a little bit before it shows you how big they've gotten and does, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of cool stuff with, you know, we've shown you the spider that, you know, kind of makes a hidey hole in the ground so it can hide and come up. They do a lot of cool, you know, grab things like the tremors. So there's the the shots of the ostriches and stuff. But what yes. tremors, what tremors. Uh, always, yeah, that, I thought of tremors immediately when I saw that. Ostriches. And that's that's yeah. one got to be 100 percent intentional. But what I love that tremors did that eight legged freaks doesn't do because eight legged freaks is going fully for, you know, the B. 1950s movie and tremors is too but tremors spends its first half like jaws mm-hmm. where everybody's wondering like even with like the people because the thing can move under the sand you get chased by something you can't see but you can see how it's manipulating the land so yeah. you know right. like the the kicking up of like the the uh, boardwalk you know and everything and and uh, and pulling down you know like telephone poles and i i loved all of that stuff it really gave it a what the hell is this thing for yeah. about half of the movie that is really impressive that they were able to pull off right absolutely yeah, the thing with it like it freaks is that i mean they didn't have a whole lot of um suspense like you can see their shadows and whatnot and i mean spiders when you see their legs those are creepy and spindly but you know what it is you know whereas in tremors um you know you see the ground move and you see you know something getting sucked into the ground and you know you don't know what it is you know when you start seeing sand you know start shaking you know you don't know what it is what is going on here so i I just i I really like the suspense and tremors and i love that first first dead body they encounter when they're trying to leave the town where they're like what's that guy doing up there and he literally like that that's the way yeah i was waited up there and died of thirst because it was like someone being tracked by wolves and it's like that is genuinely terrifying Mm -hmm. like that is that's it. again the movie is funny and their reactions to it are kind of funny but that is a concept that 
you know, yay, like it freaks has the where you know this thing's dragging people out and you know, um, they're still alive, and then the you know, um, female comes and it's like all of that was really cool because then you don't. I, I like movies that do stuff like that because you get an idea of the rules and what could happen to someone, and then you don't necessarily have to see them die to understand. And Tremors did a lot of that. It's like we see a body, and then when you think about how they died, that's the terrifying part. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. it really eases you into like, oh, this is not right, before you even know what the thing killing everybody is. Yeah. I agree with that. Yep. I agree with that. And then, you know, when it just, you know, because there's always like, and I feel like, you know, horror does this a lot where there's, you know, the stages, like the kind of three acts, and then, you know, the, the final act, or maybe at least midway through is where, you know, the killer, or like, not not the killer, but like the the, the main character when the main character realizes like, Oh, you know, shit, this is happening. I'm in danger. I need to escape. You yeah. know, it's usually, and then that's when like, you know, the, it's like you're on the top of the hill, the roller coaster, and then phew, you go down and then it's like thrilling. Um, Cause it's suspense before then. And then it's thrilling. So I think this movie does a great job of that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just, I find the, uh, uh god i'm just trying to think of what else to say you're just how much i how much i love this movie <laughs> and you know you got the you know the, and the characters they really uh, they they just yeah do a lot with with what they have i feel like and you know the the movie you know the the director it's too bad you know didn't really have much of a career after this he did like pluto nash Oh, that, uh, that kind I've of ruined seen. it. I've heard it's awful. I've never seen it. I hear it's really bad. Yeah, that was that was a tanker. That, yeah. that, that was kind of when Eddie Murphy's career went downhill. But hey, coming to America, hopefully. Oh, it looks yeah. hilarious. I'll revive it. Yeah, it does look good. It does look really good. Uh, yeah, and just, you know, with, uh, you know, Tremors, it does like the the foreshadowing well you know at the end with stampede you know stampede which they foreshadowed at the start of the film which at the the eighth th- there's a throwback to that in the new tremors movie oh cool awesome. stampede on the cliff yeah yeah it's 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 very <laughs> epic um yeah i mean i i just i can't say enough about how much i love this movie to me it's it's like the perfect the perfect b movie yeah I agree. And I almost, yeah, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess you'd call it, yeah, I mean, because Kevin Bacon is now an A-lister, I guess he wasn't when he made this, I mean, I suppose. Even, even being said, if he made it now, it would still be a B-movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the, B-movies usually aren't, like, like, Eight-Legged Freaks and Tremors both set out to evoke a style of movie, mm-hmm. but, but when a thing is truly a B-movie, it's not like, like Sharknado is trying to be a B movie. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> but, it's a B movie. It's, it's you know way I mean? lower than a like, movie. But, but yeah, you know, know what I mean? No, like it is outwardly on every level just shooting mm-hmm. for we want you to be aware you're watching a movie the whole time and we want the characters to break the fourth wall and wink at you and we want pop culture references and, you know, I'm surprised they haven't made one with the Tiger King guy in it yet. You know, and, and all... Yeah. all Oh, exactly. Oh. That that hasn't stopped Video. them before. Send that out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know the, these movies do a really good job of of having a 
they kind of evoke that status later, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where where they were almost good enough to be first run A list movies, but they right. they you realize once it's all put together that no, this has the bones of like. You know, does every horror movie that gets made that's a slasher movie set out to be a slasher movie? Not necessarily. Some of them just fall into those tropes by design. You know, it, Scream is trying to be a slasher movie. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. Because it's trying to subvert them. But there's some movies that turn into that just by, you know, you look back and you go, oh, yeah, we were kind of influenced by that. And we didn't really know. And and tremors and eight-legged freaks have that where it's like they are those movies but they're their own entity they're a new addition to the genre they're not trying to like be a sequel or a reboot to something Mm -hmm. else right right and i would say a b movie a movie is usually a b movie because of the writing i feel like and the screenplay not so much the effects because you know a lot of you know a a list movies you know have bad effects like the the mummy returns yeah, like you were and saying, Jess. Yeah, and I would say, you know, Eight-Legged Freaks doesn't have great effects by today's standards, but the movie was filmed in a top-notch way. Like the the, yeah. the it's it's a nice-looking, you know, two thousand two action horror flick with for for the budget and for that genre. The effects looked great when I saw them in two thousand two. I remember sitting there going, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" You know, so the fact that they still hit and they have weight to them and and the same with the tremors thing there's bits where that you know tremors practical effect or stop motion version of it it's like you can go and yeah that's what that is but i love it because it works i believe it (laughs) you know yeah and you know going back to you know the character uh, michael rose's character oh yeah of uh bert bert gummer you know he he is you know someone okay like you know, he's like a you know a, a gun-toting nut, obviously, but he is not, but he's still very likable. And I say this as, you know, a progressive who supports gun control. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's not he's not an obnoxious dick about it. Like I, I read uh they originally had in mind for him and Heather, uh Chuck Norris and Linda Hamilton. Interesting. Yeah. Which I mean I I don't like Chuck Norris. See at the time, at the time, that would have been perfect. Right? Yeah, yeah, Chuck Norris has grown up to be, or not grown up, has continued to just be more Mm -hmm. and more and more of a oh god, right? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And and Reba McIntyre is shown to be a oh right, you're one of the okay people that falls into that group of things, and like Dolly Parton, where you go, wait a minute, you funded what with whose money? (laughs) What? Oh crap! You you know. I don't know. If I saw Chuck Norris in this movie, I would expect him to like roundhouse kick one of those snakes in the face. <laughs> he, comes, he comes down like riding one of them and goes, right? I earned I I've earned yeah. its respect. I am now their king. Like you don't you don't kill Chuck Norris. Like, no. Like I you know, the other actor, you know, is great. He knows his guns. He's got, you know, an elephant gun for crying out loud. And he's mm-hmm. a complete gun nut where Chuck Norris was Walker, Texas Ranger. Like he can take anything down. So I, I don't see him being scared of groundworms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. And the and the, the amazing thing is like, um, uh, I don't know how familiar you two are with uh, family ties, but on that show, he was like a big time liberal, his character. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Which is the, yeah, the the transition between the two. Um, but yeah, and uh, he and he's he's played that role. Yeah, in eight uh, eight movies so far. Every every entry in the franchise, including the prequel, the fourth one, which is in my opinion the worst one in the series, it, it where totally he's is. yeah, where he's like his his great great something grandfather from a hundred <laughs> years ago. Uh, but yeah, and the, the sequels. The sequels, the Tremors sequels, in my opinion, are pretty good, especially the second one. The second one, I feel like should have gone to theaters. I know they wanted. It almost did. It almost did. Yeah, It did for like one night, I think, in like yeah. a couple theaters. But they they mm. wanted uh, Bacon and McIntyre to both come back, but they declined. Um, and then the budget got slashed. So yeah, it did. But for it had like a four million dollar budget, and they and that all showed up on screen in it that did. movie. They did some yeah. fun things with it. <laughs> one thing yeah, I one... really appreciate um, is that they didn't try to replace Reba. Yeah, like no. they they wrote her out, no problem. But they didn't yeah. try to bring some other country redhead in. Like you know, it wasn't Reba McIntyre. Come on. I would love to see her come back and be in another one. She seems to be the kind of person that would do that. Mm -hmm. Like right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like she'd show up and just have a blast with it. Her, her sense of humor seems to have, uh, you know, not lost her, (laughs) you know, I agree. And I can see her, you know, when everybody's down and out, you know, she steps up with a rifle and like a cloud of smoke. Like here I am. That would be great. Yeah. You do like you do like post-apocalyptic tremor sequel, and there's Reba McIntyre running like the Amazon, like <laughs> like yeah. country, country bumpkin, like women's group in the middle of a desert. Like, come with <laughs> come with us, we've got this. And now all of a sudden yeah. it's Mad Max Fury Road. You're yes. like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um uh but yeah, the, the the sequels, the sequels, like I said, are pretty good. Um, and then I, I am so, I never watched, there was the TV show on sci-fi in like 2003. It's fine. One season. Yeah. I, I never watched that. And then what I am so bummed is that the other show they were planning got canceled where Kevin Bacon was coming back. It looked so good. It looked so good. I mean, the, the effects are maybe kind of, eh, but you know, whatever it's it like. Was a pilot. It, yeah, exactly. And Oh my god, that uh so bummed that that did I want to see that pilot somehow. I wanna it's kind of like that, like that the original uh, lock and key show. Yes. That was on I, Fox that had like Jesse McCartney, the pilot of that resurfaced after years. Hopefully that'll happen with this. I was gonna say, did y'all see that um I don't know if it was a straight to streaming movie or what that he did recently that was supposed to be really big for him. Um, I heard it was oh, good. Yeah, he did the movie about like the house that like changed its shape or something. Yes, it was a creepy little horror. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It was it was Wait, supposed what, to be what good. Is this, it what was called? called um. Oh man, um, it it, it was one of the uh, like right when COVID started. Oh yeah, with yeah. with uh, Amanda Seyfried. What? Yeah, the hell? you should have left. Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I didn't see that, but I wanted to. Yeah, it was uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, it looked hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect length for our movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it. 
And it says watch on Prime for five ninety nine, but I don't oh, see anything thanks. else. Yeah. But I've I've heard it's really great. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard it's kind of like a modern version of The Shining in a way. Cool. I'm I'm down yeah. for that. No, I am. I felt I felt similarly about Stir of Echoes, and I loved him in that. So. Oh my gosh, yes. Like somebody mm-hmm. finally made me sit down and watch it. I'm like, eh, whatever. But yeah, somebody finally made me sit down and watch it. I'm like, whoa, this is really good. Stir of Echoes got completely underplayed because of the sixth sense. And I love the sixth yes. sense. Yeah. But, yeah. but Stir of Echoes. It was the same summer. The same summer. Yeah, Stir of Echoes really holds its own against Ooh, that yeah. movie. Like yep. it's 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 a complicated little movie, too. It's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, I'm. Stephan. Oh yeah, that. Sorry, that part with the girl in the living room. Oh, makes yeah. my stomach turn. Mm-mm. I don't remember much about that movie. I remember more so the trailer because the trailer introduced me to uh, the song "Paint It Black." Yep. And Jesse, mm-hmm. you know, I sing that song karaoke all the time. Perfect uh, use of that song. Yeah, it's not, and not even, yeah, not even the original, but like the cover, which is it was yeah, the cover, cover is even great. Yeah, it's covered like by the rock by the band Gob. I saw them perform that live. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's a great, great late 90s, you know, kind of hard rock, you know, version. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tremors, I I guess I I don't really know what else there is to say about it other than, you know, I just I think it's great. The and the comedy is just it's just one of those movies. It's one of those movies you can just tell they had a blast making. Yep. You can just tell, and it shows. Yeah, it shows yes, on screen just the the chemistry with it, and the um, yeah, it's like you feel like you know these people, and uh, you know, yeah, like I said, I wish you know that pilot Kevin Bacon did would get released, you know, or I don't I know. One thing, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, I said I doubt it'll ever get picked up, but yeah. You never know. Right. Um, one thing I really liked was uh, the ways they tried to get around and like get rid of the worms. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they jump from rock to rock with the pole. Oh, and... I love that! Is such a that is such an early '90s montage scene, and, <laughs> and they make pole vaulting look so easy. I couldn't fucking do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like no. No, I couldn't do that. Like, I'll stay stop here in the middle and, just... and slide down. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good blooper. Yeah. I have the DVD pulled up right now in the bonus materials. There, are, there are outtakes. <laughs> Whatever, that's an outtake. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but, like, but no, I couldn't uh, do that. Getting the worm to run into the wall and it's my uh, favorite part. Yeah. yeah. And uh, getting the worm to go off the cliff and getting the worm to eat a bomb and, you know, all the distractions, yeah, do and or like, um, you know, when the what girl what had her headphones on and she's hopscotching or jump roping like pogo sticking, if that's a word. Not, what was she doing? Pogo sticking, if that's a word. Oh, okay. I knew she was doing some, like, kid hobby. Um, but, like, that's believable in this small yeah. town. There's not much to do. What are you going to do? You're going to pogo stick and see how many bounces you can get. You know, it's not like, you know, they've just put this in as, like, another thing. Like, 
oh, you know, they're all on the roofs. They're all safe. Oh, crap, here's this dumb little girl. It's like, no. Oh, man. Like, this is just such a little podunk town. They don't get cell service. They don't get, you know, TV channels. There's not much to do. So that's completely believable. Like, just jamming on your Walkman, doing some pogoing. It's like, that's that's just completely believable. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, with them, you know, trying to figure out how to get the worms kind of where they want them and how to get rid of them. And, you know, when they get wise to them and things like that, just the um, the dance almost between mm. the characters and the worms mm-hmm. and um, going through the uh, sequels, how the worms are um evolving just yeah to to fit in and um coming above ground and things like that i just you know it yeah. it wasn't just you know oh there are these worms they follow sound we got to get rid of them it's like right no, they they change yeah these are you know evolving smart giant worms <laughs> I, I, yeah. I do like, yeah, how they were really smart. And the the second one in that sense is in some ways the scariest to me yep. because I can walk on ground and, th- and those things were quick. Yeah. And they, they were, were, they were menacing those things. Like, and you know, they, you, I mean, at least, you know, the other ones you can like, you know, just stay above ground, but the other ones, nope. Yep. So we saw what they, they'll, you know, stuck on top of each other and very smart. Yep. Cool. Well, do you have a, Final thoughts on Tremors, Stefan? I mean, it's it's always been one of my favorite movies, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think it really it holds up very well. And to me, it's like when I say that I think it's aged better than um, Eight Legged Freaks. Like I said, I wasn't just talking about the effects, but like you know, Eight Legged Freaks to me did feel very early two thousands with, with, with like like the like use at Crystal Lincoln Park poster, mm-hmm. the the, the R.I.P. Chester Bennington. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Um, the uh, the B, uh, the BMX. Yep. Racing yep. was that? Yeah. That, that they really do that. People don't really do that anymore, right? Is that uh, kind they, of it's kind of it's kind of illegal. It's kind of illegal in a lot of places. Oh. But like at one point, Scarlett Johansson was wearing an Oakley shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And just like how the kid had the. Um, like you know, and th- th- there was a scene at the beginning where it's like, oh, you know, get off the phone, you know, I got, yeah. I got to make a call, and it's like, oh boy, yeah, the two thousand, the you know, pre two thousand five or whatever, and the now the kid has that uh, the the record the phone with the recording, and it's yeah, like, I holy crap, that, that, that was that was cutting edge back then, wow, but wow, that, that was... Pixar resolution is crap. Um, <laughs> And Tremors, you know, because it is in such a small cutoff town, there's not a lot of like, and there's no real, well, there are a couple children, but, you know, there's not, they're not, there's no real like modern, like, you know, know, the styles are more kind of timeless, I feel like, for people that would live in a place like that, that are kind of off the grid. Yeah, for sure. In a way, Mm -hmm. if that that makes sense. Uh, And, you know, the technology, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, they still have walkie, I mean, you know. I bet a lot of those places still wouldn't get cell service yep. today. And, I mean, and that's they even, they even do that in eight-legged freaks. Like, right? The only yeah. cell phone yeah. works on up, the top of the tower. tower. Yeah, <laughs> climb up. Yeah, they, they said that too. 
Well, um, with that corona guys, Corona time blends together. Corona time does <laughs> yeah. blend together, and, no and not in the fun way like Corona time on an island. This is, no. this is the bad kind. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, time blends uh, together, you gain a bunch of weight. Who knows what's going oh, on? Oh God, yeah. Does not um, even go there, <laughs> right? <laughs> guys, do we have some MVPs for these for Tremors? Yeah, I would. Um, I thought a bit about this and. I have two uh, MVPs. I definitely allude to this a bit before we had this section uh, in the episode. I, I would say my two are um, uh, Heather Heather Gummer, played by the amazing Reba McIntyre. She's in so her, good in this in her film debut. Yeah, I know it's uh, it, it's it was so random seeing her in this movie. It just like you can tell she just kind of was like, "Hey, this sounds fun. I want to do it. Let's go." Um, <laughs> And then um, uh, the other one was Rhonda. You know, we, we talked about, you know, in one of our, uh, our last month was uh, strong f- uh, female characters. Well, it was Women Appreciation Month. Women Appreciation Month, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, uh, this movie has two. That's one thing I love about it. Yeah, it's awesome. Jess, what about you? Um, I had to go look at the cast again to refresh my memory because it is now April (laughs) and we have watched a lot of movies to bring this show to light. Um, I gotta say, I'm going to side with Stefan and say Rhonda as well. Um, I think she kicked butt and, uh, you know, she didn't fall for the oh-so-handsome Kevin Bacon. And, you know, um, she was smart. She helped figure things out, like uh, pole vaulting from boulder to boulder. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I think she did awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I couldn't, Jess, did you say she she didn't fall for Kevin Bacon? Well, she didn't fall for his, you know standard pretty boy stuff oh right yeah like, yeah like initially she didn't yeah yeah she wasn't like oh a cute boy mm-hmm. and he's his character was definitely used to that yes yeah i mean even though there's what like three women in um that entire area it would seem but <laughs> um and he's probably met, seen them all yep mm-hmm. um so then we have a hat trick here because uh, these two characters were going to be the ones I was going to mention. So good, good on Tremors for that. Great. Um, yeah. Um, Great. And then what, what did the critics think about Tremors, Stefan? The uh, critical score is 86%. The audience score is 75%. It is definitely one of the most well, well respected um, of the, uh, post like 60s and 70s era monster movies right it definitely it because they they got, it got a little dodgy there for a while <laughs> but before this one <laughs> so with that definitely. um how, how did uh how did our battle poll um uh jess do for these you know we we record we we put the battle poll out there for videos we recorded before we did them um and people chimed in and, and what did they say about uh these two flicks Okay, well, we got a uh, pretty good landslide 
for Tremors uh, at 85.7% over Eight-Legged Freaks at 14.3%. Awesome. Of 28 votes. Oh, very good. good. Very good, good folks. participation. That and it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, Tremors is definitely more well known. Yeah, it is. Um, but Eight Legged Freaks is still pretty fun. I noticed that I did not actually vote in this one myself. So, oops. Mm. Do you think? Okay. Do you think Eight Legged Freaks was trying to do some kind of a commentary on like consumerism? Yes. With the ball. I felt like it kind of maybe fell a little flat. It did, like, but they were it was, trying. It was an afterthought, but you know, it's not. You know what? I mean, whatever. It's you know. Well, during whatever. during the meeting that the mayor called, um, they were you know calling out his you know muddy grubbing ways. Yeah, quick schemes, yeah. Yeah, like they talked about his ostrich ranch and this mall, <laughs> and you know that freeway didn't pan out and now he wants everybody to sell the land so they can buy it up and do more mining and it's like you know these are all your ideas and we're sick of it and that's Mm -hmm. that's how it was really um just brought up that this you know piddly little town has this mall and like people are just going to like this little restaurant in there for dinner which, oh, one thing I forgot to mention, one of my favorite things is uh, Dougie Doug, when he's on the radio, everybody in town is listening to him. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is he's not just, you know, talking to deaf ears. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, crazy old Harley, he's talking again, da da da. Like, they have him on in the restaurant, and, you yeah. know, they have his show on in different places and i don't know if that's for lack of (laughs) lack of signal for other things but at least they're hearing him which i thought was really great Mm -hmm. it it shows an odd support like this isn't a town where everyone hates each other and that usually happens in movies like this and in both tremors and this they're towns full of people that are really trying to be there for each other Mm-hmm. And even even the mayor for, you know, there's no at the end of the day, there's no like secret like, oh, you know, he was just trying to sell it off because he knew that the gold was there and he wanted to like he genuinely was trying to help the town. He just wasn't good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's it's there's no like there's no like nefarious plot. Yeah. yeah. And, and the yeah. spiders aren't there because like the, the toxic waste dump wasn't, you know. Um, nefarious it was literally like you know the shit that he was already letting them bury on his plot of land one of them dumped out and this was going to happen at some point anyway you know what i mean right um another another one of the the deleted scenes kind of went a little more in depth about that with like where you see him where you see them transport the waste uh to the mall directly awesome awesome oh okay well i'm 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 gonna since my eyes are getting heavy now uh call that we transition into the um the 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 final call and i feel like we've we've got to talk enough during this that mm-hmm. it need it needs a little less for me except for one tiny segue about tremors i i did an episode about it with my friends at cinema inspection and that's tim laws and corinne laws and corinne had never seen it and she's well versed in be sci-fi movies and everything and just had never seen this one and so we're watching it and we got to the end and we were getting ready to record and she was like you know i'm not really sure i liked that 
because she had seen so many movies like influenced it and everything before and like uh, and so and, but we got through our discussion like we just had and by the end she goes geez just talking about this movie with you guys and i realized how great it is yeah and it was just like that was a really cool um thing that i think tremors really has going for it that i don't think eight-legged freaks necessarily has going for it i think i think eight-legged freaks doubles down on some silliness that tremors doesn't have tremors yeah. is still funny mm-hmm. but i think like the things we talked about with eight-legged freaks and that you know, the itsy bitsy spider is on the soundtrack and the, the spiders have goofy voices and, you know, um, and some of those things that I think it takes a person that's pretty whimsical to to be like happy with that. Whereas Tremors can get, you know, the straight horror fan, you know, and still kind of give them what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And like it freaks, I think, is more of, a, you know, people that like they're silly a little bit more. Um, and so I think for me and we can all make a call on this i think tremors ekes out eight-legged freaks the tiniest bit only in that i think it's a better movie let's say but god was it so much fun to revisit eight-legged freaks i didn't think it was gonna hold up <laughs> oh, yeah i didn't think i i thought i was gonna watch it and be like all bummed out about oh yeah no this movie's garbage when you don't watch it in 2002 but i was blown away by how well it still worked how funny it was how great the effects actually still worked because you believed them, even yes. if they looked mm-hmm. really bad, some of them, but you believed them. And, you know, up until today, I had completely forgotten that was Scarlett Johansson. And it took me a couple scenes to go, holy shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I did the same thing. Is that Logan Huntsberger? Like, because yes. I didn't I didn't watch Gilmore Girls when it was on. I've watched it, like, within the last three years with my wife. Mm. So, and then I'm like, shit, does he die? Because I can't, I, I wanted to, like, find the scene and show it to my wife and be like, look, he gets eaten by a spider. But no, he, he <laughs> makes it. So, so I think for me, Tremors ekes it out, but it is by, like, a hair thin margin. Only in that I think Tremors is a better made movie than Eight-Legged Freaks. But it's the tiniest amount. You know? Yeah, I I guess for me it would just come down to my mood. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, if I mm-hmm. if I you know wanted to watch something where I want to really root for the people that you know this this thing is actually after them, da 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 da. I'll watch Tremors. But if I want to watch you know something just kooky and silly, I'll throw in Eight Legged Freaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and Tremor Tremors to me is just. Like it's a movie I can watch, uh, like pretty much any time. It's just, it's, it's like like uh, there aren't many movies that can do that. This and like Clue are among <laughs> the only movies I can I can just like any time if I'm like flipping through the channels if it's on I can watch it at any point and just like it's just uh it's it's just one of one of those rare movies that can do that. Please on the side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Speaking of that, I mentioned uh, Chris with my mom doing a clue versus murder by death. Awesome. Murder, murder by death is kind of hard to find. You know, guys, that was Tremors versus Eight Legged Freaks on Fighting Films. Um, you heard what we thought. You heard what you thought in the social media battle polls. We can still continue this conversation if you follow us on all of our social media platforms. So just tell us where they can do that. 
Yep, you can find us on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, and Insta at Fighting Films Pod or Fighting Films Podcast. Um, if you just search for us, as I said, on Gmail, so fightingfilmspod at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting us, you're loving our show, you can check us out on Patreon at Fighting Films Pod. Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening, as always. We really appreciate um, all of the feedback and followers that we've been getting. Um, as of recording this episode, you know, there's just a ton of you that are that are jumping in and enjoying it. And for a show that, you know, my two friends, Stefan and Jess, are kind of spearheading into the world. And your good friend, Chris, who you've heard on a bunch of other stuff, is just kind of here to co-host and help, you know, make the show be awesome. I really appreciate you guys latching in and giving them your support because they're really putting a ton of time into this show to make it for you. So until next time, this has been Stefan, Jess, and Chris. Let's keep those films fighting, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.